Hi, welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. We're doing things a little different today. For our last two episodes of 2023, we're going to do the top 23 of 2023, which is so much fun to see which podcasts end up in the top as far as downloads. What's very interesting is it's always a mix. It's always a mix of her pedal and preach, of Tamara just speaking, Tamara's speaking engagements, Tamara's interviews, and it's very cool to see how everything comes together. So stay tuned for number 23 down to 11, and then the next episode will be episodes 10 down to 1. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being, The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, Marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Number 23, episode 344, Lean Into God and Find All That You Want and Need with Emily Ruschel. Tell us about the identity changes Mm. that you had to make between being a teacher, even working at YMCA, that's an identity shift, to what you're doing now. 
Oh yeah. I think that was the, the hardest part of my transition from the classroom to um, working in the nonprofit space of like, who am I if I'm not a teacher? Here's this yeah. identity. I've so tightly wrapped myself in everything about who I am was working towards being a teacher and being the best teacher I could be. And I was a great teacher and I did love it. But I remember a moment in my first year or so of teaching, my students have let, left for the day and I closed the door and I was like, is this, is this it? Like, this isn't what I, exactly what I thought it would be. And like I said, I was good at my job and I did love it. But I knew in that moment that there's something else for me. I couldn't pinpoint it yet. I couldn't even imagine a reality outside of what I knew. So, you know, as, as we do, we shove that down and keep working harder. You know, I'm an Enneagram three, like I'm going to be the best I possibly can be. But it was like, there were so many pieces of it made sense, but something in there didn't. So when I made a very impulse decision um, to apply interview and get a new career, basically, yeah. It was like I was packing up my classroom. I remember coming into my office and unpacking like boxes of school supplies. My boss is like, we can buy you a stapler. And I'm like, <laughs> and I remember that first day he asked me like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, well, two weeks ago, I thought I'd be teaching in the same classroom for literally the rest of my career. So I have no idea, like, who am I outside of this identity? And the ironic part is, is that I'm still a teacher. I'm yeah, speaking, I'm coaching, sure. I'm guiding conversations, I'm helping get people from where they are to want to be where they want to be, which is not that different than breaking down fractions for a fourth yeah. grade. <laughs> so, um, like I've spoken to some local CEO programs, um, like entrepreneurship programs for yeah. high schools, and they're like, oh, do you wish you would have majored in business? And I'm like, absolutely not. Because yeah. everything that I learned along that journey set me up perfectly for what I'm doing right now. Number 22, episode 342, Encouraging the Encourager with Mitch Matthews. Prayer is that like ongoing conversation, right? And uh, I try to use that throughout my life and my business and my family, uh, just throughout, let it, let it direct me, guide me, all of those things, right? And um, uh, so it's, it's amazing when it happens, but I know for me, uh, for my pharmaceutical experience, I went into that industry. It, it had been a goal. It was kind of like, I was like, all right, we were living in Montana at the time when I first started in that industry. And uh, so I wound up getting a position that was an incredible position overseeing a territory. I said, I've got the the upper half of the Louisiana purchase. I had Montana, Idaho, Wyoming. So I, like my, my territory was literally God's country. Like I yeah, literally, exactly. one time I was driving once, I'll never forget it. I, I'm not too embarrassed to say I was playing Enya. I was driving <laughs> through this mountain pass. I look out and there's an eagle flying alongside me. I'm like, how does it get better than this? I'm getting paid to do this. This is insane. Uh, but later on, I started to get the nudge that I was called to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. I was called to build. I didn't even fully understand it, but I was, I was starting to get an essence of what I have now, the kind of business that I have now, but I was in a pretty comfy situation, you know, yeah. good job, company car provided everything benefits galore, the whole deal. Right. Plus we were living a sitcom life, which was a single income, two children, oppressive mortgage. So like, I couldn't just quit. And, and just follow my dreams and that kind of thing. Uh, but I got promoted into what, what I thought was going to be a good fit. And it wound up being a bad fit. And at the time, I was kind of mad at God because I felt like 
I felt directed to this position. I thought you were telling me to go for it. And almost immediately I knew it was not what I was called to do. It was a real wake up call. It was kind of just a number of things that made it a bad fit. And I was, I was kind of grumpy with God. I think it was that teenage rebellious (laughs) spirit. Like you did this to me, you big grumpy, mean God. Uh, But I look back and go, whoa, one, it was a position that taught me some things that I still needed to learn. But more importantly, it was a position that was not going to allow me to get comfortable. Number 21, episode 325, life resolutions versus new year resolutions. There are strategies being had in the head, right? The mindset strategies. How can I make next year better? There's the goals. There's actual resolutions. And I would encourage you to, to make those not resolutions as new year resolutions, but life resolutions. It shouldn't be something that you just do once. That's where habits and habit stacking are associated. Uh, different planning measures and strategy that are taking place and business development. Uh, this past couple of weeks, I've had the, the joy of being on calls with people who are devising business plans and helping them strategize in one page how they can effectively say yes to what God has laid on their heart. I also see that there are so much going on, obviously, still in the media, still um, from a political realm. There are marriages that are breaking and there are marriages that are being blessed right now. There are relationship strategies and, and so much that's taking place as a society all the time. There's this new strand of COVID out. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but it feels like everyone has it, right? Everyone has it. And I am, I'm not willing to stand by the wayside and allow all of these strategies to not hear what the strategies are for and the ultimate reason that these strategies are taking place, that people from one side of the, of the camp are showing up to war and why there is a kingdom of heaven. There is good news. As TM said this morning, there are good news people who are ready to stand up as well and speak life into all of these different strategies. And that's my heart for today's message. And so I know it's going to speak to you. So I have been reading from this incredible book that I highly recommend. Um, You can DM me the word or the number seven, and I'll send you the exact link. DM me the number seven, either here or Instagram, either one. But it's called The Seven Mountain Prophecy, Unveiling the Coming Elijah Revolution. And I have never heard of this before um, this year. And I've been in my faith and really diving deep into the understanding of the Holy Spirit and that relational feature. And how can I show up in my business every single day rooted and founded? And when things come out of my mouth, even just a business strategy, I always go to Jesus as one of the people within my own internal mastermind. What do you say about this? Whether it's an acquisition strategy, whether it's a funnel system like we talked about with Grant and Glenn last week when I was on here, um, whether it's a, a sales tactic, whether it's a way that I am nurturing and encouraging my clients, I want it to come from and through the lens of God the Father because if it comes through me, if it comes through the flesh, it will go wrong. It will fall on a deaf ear and it will not take root in the way that I want it to take root, which is to ultimately bear good and healthy fruit. Number 20, episode 349, Holy Spirit Fire, Blazing Trails and Trusting God's Plan. We serve a God who's predestined our good works for us. And I feel like when I'm dwelling in the house of the Lord, when I'm in this place of spiritual connection, and my prayer is literally, God, close the doors that aren't meant for me and open the doors that are. My eyes, my spiritual eyes are so open to, through discernment and the Holy Spirit guiding, 
to what is meant for me and what's not. And you can find so much more peace in the way that you go through life on a day-to-day basis when something looks like a no or is literally told to you no. You're just like, that's okay. It wasn't for me anyway, right? That wasn't for me. That blessing wasn't mine. And so specifically speaking to Genesis and what happened with Jacob and Esau and when he was taking the birthright of his brother, right? So Esau was receiving the birthright. He was the oldest son and he was receiving the blessing as the oldest son. And his father, Isaac, sent Esau on a mission to go kill his favorite wild game, bring it back, make dinner for him because he was on his deathbed and then come in and I'm going to give you your, your blessing. And so he did that thing. And in the meanwhile, his mom, which is Isaac's wife, Rebecca, who has always loved Jacob, the little one, the baby, a little bit more. And I don't think that it discredits her love for Esau. It's just, I don't think I have favorites, but there was something there. Right, there was something there, and an element of that too was that her baby was being courted um, by some people who were local, and she really had this desire of him going back and marrying someone in her family line, and those women were causing friction to Rebecca. So there was probably a lot more going on, and not to say it was from God by any means, because it ended up coming back and biting Jacob in the butt. <laughs> and this is a conversation of karma. This is a conversation of what goes around comes around, but ultimately it's the God's plan. Number 19, episode 328, Teach Like Jesus, part two, 10 teachers who emulate the teacher. But ultimately, every single one of us shares the same calling which gives me such peace and should give you peace because if you're curious about your calling, just ask your brother or sister, hey, what do you feel called to do? Hey, what do you think you're meant to do? And you can self-construct that or you construct that as the body of Christ. You can construct that as a team, as a group, right? But knowing that we do not want to do that under the guise of herd mentality, you don't know what that means and you're not in the political rush, it's totally cool. I am not a a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe in how people can control the mind when it's more important for us to be first recognized in the righteousness and the holiness of our heart that then goes out to our mind, that then goes out to our actions. The next and last person who I mentioned earlier is Dr. Brian Simmons. The next five... excuse me, teachers I'm going to teach about, you may or may not know. I'm assuming you know all of them, but there's one specifically, and it's the first one I want to share here that is likely a name you won't know. It's She's not necessarily Googleable, if that's even a word these days, but she and I think many, many others go nameless, nameless prophets, nameless mothers, nameless friends, people who have been um, wisdom droppers in your own life. Even this morning, I recognized that Noah's wife was never named in the Bible. And there's a lot of thought on who she actually is. And I'm kind of researching that right now. So I don't want to reveal what I've discovered thus far. But it's this knowing that not everyone is going to be named. That might include me. Like you might hear my name now and you might know Amelia's name now, but maybe it's not something she's leaving a legacy. No questions asked. But I think about 
my name after I pass and whether it's sealed on the legacy of my daughter and son's heart or it's something that the nations know isn't the most important thing. What's important is what you teach as you have an opportunity to teach. Number 18, episode 332. Six things you don't know about podcasting and how podcasting can change your business. And so I'm here to share with you six things you wouldn't have guessed about podcasting in spite of your voice. Number one, you can monetize your own show. A lot of people are out looking for sponsorships, and I did that for a while, hitting the pavement, talking about how many show listens we have, how many downloads we have, what does the demographic look like, and it was a lot more work for me to try and get a sponsor than it was for me to be my own sponsor, and so how do you sponsor your own show? You embed your own commercials. Now, I'm not getting paid per play with those commercials, and sponsorship is surely a direction we still are looking to grow in, especially with season five, but we have monetized our podcast by tens of thousands of dollars, specifically from adding in our own commercials with what we have going on. So don't be afraid to promote. Don't be afraid to share what it is that you're doing. Number two, the camera qualifies you. So we specialize in video podcasting. We call it vodcasting. Others call it different things, um, but we've been doing it since day one. So Four seasons ago when we started, it was in a little room inside of my husband's office and it was local only. So it felt more like a TV show because I had guests come in. Then year two, prior to knowing that COVID was going to do what it did, uh, God told me to go national. And so I brought it online and we moved out of that office space into another office. And then it's been on trajectory of that going global ever since where we've hit top 0.3% in both religious and and spiritual as well as business sectors and so we're so proud of it and I really believe that it's because of the camera we use StreamYard now we've always been video we didn't always use StreamYard we used Ecamm um, and OBS and a couple of other systems but highly highly recommend StreamYard in that regard it's seamless and it goes across multiple platforms simultaneously if you want we have lessened our live streaming with a lot of different reasons. And so if you ever come to any of our podcast trainings, we will explain that for sure uh, on the whys behind that. But it is advantageous for you to be on camera, mainly because it's your content plan moving forward forevermore. So you have content upon content upon content. We have over 300 interviews and shows inside of our podcast that my team can pull from at any point to create content or write blogs or even writing a book, which dun, 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 might be coming in the future for that specific reason. Number 17, episode 327, Teach Like Jesus, 10 Teachers Who Emulate the Teacher, part one. I recently was reading or actually listening because I love Audible as well to the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I mentioned it the last time I was on here and I've completed it since then. And it was talking about the hours of time that if we dedicated what we tend to dedicate towards social media or towards Netflix or whatever TV viewing methodology you use, um, we would be able to read 400 books a year without second thought. 
400 books. Like, that's crazy. And so I want you to have that not as a goal, because sometimes goals can land flat, just like Marvin said, around resolutions, and you can feel like you're chasing after something that feels like you've lost already before you've started. And that's not the heart of the Father, and that's not the heart of wisdom, even. And so we're going to talk about these 10 teachers. Are you guys ready? I hope you're taking notes. And if not, you can come back to them, um, but know that there's also all of these books as references. The first teacher that I want to notate to you is someone that is new to me. I am in the midst of this sonship uh, training, and it's a discipleship course, and it's incredible. It's one of my close dear friends who is also a bass guitarist and an incredible teacher. He actually taught at our last conference that for those who don't know, we've changed the conference name to the Founder Con. We've got the nonprofit of the Founder Collective for trailblazers, founders, innovators. It goes to the acronym FIT, so Founders, Innovators, and Trailblazers. I said it out of order. Um, but he, his name is Jesse Wood, but the teacher I'm teaching you about is Curtis Blake because he introduced me to him. And this concept is going to rock some of your worlds because all you hear about is purpose and calling and what is your purpose? What is your calling? Why are you here? What's your big why? And I heard him talk about this in the training and it was talking about nowhere in the Bible does it say callings. Nowhere does it say that each of you have an individual calling. We have gifts with a plural S. Meaning your gift might be different than my gift and you might be a teacher, you might be a trainer, you might be a coach, you might not be any of those things. You might be a prophet, you might be an evangelist. I don't know what your gift is, but I'm sure you could pinpoint it. But your calling is the same as mine. And that, how much peace does that give you in this moment? Like right now, just thinking about the fact that you don't have to search anymore. You don't have to search for your purpose. You don't have to search for your calling. Now, will it continue to be revealed to you as you seek? Absolutely. You'll understand how that calling is connected to your place on earth, to your family, to your community, to your ministry, to your business. But at the end of the day, it's not something you have to search for. Number 16. Episode 341, The Value of Being a Published Author in an Anthology. And so let's get into this. I'm really pumped about it. Number one is to increase your exposure. It's the number one reason that you should say yes. And here I am telling you exposure uh, connected to even the, one of the top media sources in the world is not what you should be looking for. This is exposure to a wider audience. It's exposure to new clients, absolutely. It will grow your business, it'll grow your list. But the question is, are you able to handle a wider audience? We all want more, more eyes on us. We wanna grow our list size, we wanna grow our influence, but are your systems, and better yet, are your egos ready for it? Are you in a heart posture of receiving and you're ready to handle the relationships that are about to come? This is a self-exploration journey as much as it is you being able to be a published author. They go hand in hand. It's what is so exciting about being a spiritual entrepreneur. You cannot do one without the other. And I saw earlier when you guys dropped that you were, and raising your hand that you're an entrepreneur, 
like kudos. It is a hard endeavor. And the only way, in my opinion, that we can get through it is to be spiritual, is to put reverence and awe into something other than self. Otherwise, our ego ends up expanding to a place of combustion, self-combustion, indigestion. The second reason that you should become a published author is credibility. It's being included in this anthology as a collection, I said this earlier, of authors that are coming together to tell a story. Their own individual stories, yes, but connected to an ultimate through line. The last one that we did, The Joyful Entrepreneur, which we talked about and we even shared on drop day in this room, in this place. We're so grateful that it became a bestseller within 24 hours on 10 different uh, categories. We want to do the same thing with the next one that we're about to launch, but the ultimate element for us is about credibility, not necessarily being a best-selling author, but it helps. The question to, to evoke some emotion here is, do you really need validation when you've been validated by the creator? 15, episode 337, Purpose Connected to Your Individual Destiny with Mark Victor Hansen. Phenomenal question. And everybody needs to hear that there's four seasons and everybody hits a winner. And spring's always behind winter and, and light. Day always comes right. after night. And so east, it's sunrise and east. I, in 1973 and four, I'd been in graduate school with a brilliant guy, Bucky Fuller, built a dome company. I was building North New York Racket Club. I thought I was hot. We're doing $2 million a year. Of and course, of course. Ta-da. Oil embargo hits, and and there's no. I'm building out of PVC polyvinyl chloride plastic oil. Like where we're at again, yeah. as we're doing this right now, there's stupidness going on in the oil business, which we need to be self-generating. We get enough oil for a thousand years in America, and you need to do that before we go to EVs. And I'm 100% for EVs. That's not the issue. And yeah. solar and wind and tidal and and pulsing. I own a dis, one of those companies now, but. I went bankrupt so fast. I had to check out a book out of the library, how to go bankrupt by yourself. I go to New York Public Library. You couldn't even have a bankrupt lawyer. Right. Oh, by the way, it's worse. I'm standing on the courts of Eastern New York, and a bankruptcy lawyer comes on and says, kid, for $300, I'll take you bankrupt. I said, buddy, if I had 300 left, I wouldn't be going bankrupt. Oh, I, I didn't see it coming. But then for six months, I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room. And and that's when I learned this thing about because I was reading self help books and I read Magic of Believing and I said okay God uh, tell me what my destiny is and God didn't do it the way you expect God said yeah. what do you think your destination mm. is be a professional speaker I go to my three roommates in Hicksville Long Island New York we're paying a hundred dollars a month rent so you can see we're not living in style and profiling and styling anyhow one guy says I'm in real estate. And in real estate, interest rate was at 28%. So we was in the tank. But wow. guys, there's this kid out there talking because I said, I can't, I don't want a, a cotton top, a white old person. I got to have to relate to him. It can't be a Broadway star, a celebrity, a medical doctor. Lawyer. He said, yeah, this kid's your age. He's actually five years older, 10 years older, Chip Collins. And he's wowing 500 people. And I go up to him at the end and back to this whole thing is ask because your whole life yep. is you ask. And are you so in a receptive cool. mood, receptive mood? Is what gets it. That's why the Bible says, pray as are the things mm. for which you're praying has been received. You got to be it before you get it. You got to so be good. it to have it. Most of us want to have yep. it without being it. Anyhow, I watched this guy go up to him and I said, Let me take it to lunch. He said, What do you want, kid? I said, I want to do what you do. He said, No, 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 you don't want to do this. And I'm not letting you do my industry. I said, I'll buy lunch. Give me a different industry. He said, Life insurance. And, and he said, You'll call on 10, one will sell. 
the first day I knock on 10 doors and it's now 6.30 or 7 at night and I get to this guy at a metropolitan office, he's stony. He weighs 450 pounds. Oh. He weighs naked with his ink pen, half empty as a joke goes. And I go, um, he says, I'll take the seminars. Mentally, I wanted to go, you mean it? I said, do you want to cut the check or have your secretary cut it? He says, I, I'm a big boy. I can cut it. And it was nothing. And it was $25 for four seminars, prospecting, presenting, good work, have its clothes. He said, he said, kid, I like you. Uh, here's what happened. I'm the biggest guy in the number one company of life insurance in the world. Here's a directory to all the people in life insurance in Metropolitan. You call him, you tell him, Big Tony sent you. I said, holy cow, I just got a directory. I mean, God really wanted me to be a speaker. And then all of them said, well, do you have a book? And I said, uh, wow, that is like way cool. So I first self-published book used to cost a dollar each. We sold them for 10. I stand up, speak on the wind. I said, this isn't a national bestseller. It's not a New York Times bestseller, but it's my bestseller. Yes. <laughs> and I want to so autograph this thing to you before you walk out of here to your wife, your kids. If you got a dog, I'll put your dog in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. That's so good. 14, episode 326. My Secret Weapon, How to Pursue God in 2023. And as we ride this morning, you got to know that it's constant movement. Faith is constant. Faith is ever evolving. Faith is ever always becoming, right? And the cool thing about that is, is in no healing experience, in no revealing experience, did God ask about the type of faith that someone had, or the size of their faith. So I am no more righteous, no more holy. I am just as broken and bruised as you might feel. The difference is when we are renewed and anew in Christ Jesus, we get to stand in an authority and in a confidence that the world doesn't get to. So I have a lot of books next to me right now. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Of course, the Bible, wide open. January 3rd, so I'm in the midst of Proverbs, Proverbs 3, day 3. I'm also uh, in the midst of a new um, thing that my church has been doing for the past several years, so I always participate. It's 21 days of fasting, and I know you're not supposed to be vocal about fasting, but I'm teaching. So I'm going to talk to you about it, and I want you guys to be able to jump in at any point whenever you feel led, but also even when you don't feel led, because that is what someone who is pursuing God does, and I am believing for you in 2023 that you are going to be pursuing God in a whole new way, with new fire, with new excitement, with new hope, with fresh wind. And in order for us to do that, we have to release some things. And so while I am not massively an advocate for resolutions, I am an advocate for always becoming. And so January 3rd, you want to jump into the fast? Let's go. Don't think that you have to wait for a specific day. I grew up with people who are very attuned to, to fitness. Imagine that. Here I am on a bike. I love it. You are what you see. You are what you Watch what you consume, why media can consume you, while these words who are sitting at my left side right now can also consume you. And in a fast, you are depleting yourself of things that you think you need, things that you tell yourself that you love, 
things that you think you're reliant on or have to have, and yet God is like, mm-mm. Remember, I create everything the birds need. I bring the flowers to life and I keep them alive. I keep the harvest. And yet we think we don't have enough all the time. Number 13, episode 343. It's time to bet on yourself. Do you resist against a popular influence on social media? So my initial response to his response or question this morning was, I run an unfollow campaign this year and with the intent to let people know that I'm not looking to become popular with more followers for the sake of following. And yet I still put energy into growth, reach and influence. Meaning I still post on social media multiple times a day. I'm still looking to expand in our reach. I still wanna have influence, but I want that influence to be rooted in him. Because if it's rooted in me, I will fail. If it's rooted in my name, I will not be able to sustain it. If it's rooted in my limited capacity, and I keep saying I because there's a huge element of ego that we were talking about at the beginning that says, well, you bet on yourself. I will tell you right now, I did that. I did that for three decades. I bet on myself, and every single time I did, I got it wrong. Every single time I did, it was not enough. Every single time I did, I might have gotten gold. I might have gotten class presidency. I might have gotten into the college I wanted. Some things worked out, but they didn't sustain. And so when you get to this place of summoning where God is literally knocking on your door, maybe even right now in your spirit, like, oh, I know he's calling me to more. But we cannot receive until we become. And so the entirety of the vision that he's given you the entirety of the influence that you have seen yourself on the stages talking to thousands. You have seen your book on the bookshelves across the world. You have developed the number one podcast across all platforms. You have your TV show and the viewership is amazing. You have these things of influence, but the influence cannot come until the flow is connected to the source. And so in the natural, we chip away we chip away or we build, we build, we build. I don't know if there's any contractors in the room. My husband's in the contracting world through HVAC. And so I get to see a lot of job sites. I get to see the work that he does before any foundation is ever laid. He's doing work beneath the surface. And I love that about my husband because he does it in the natural and the supernatural. And I think that there's a lot for us to recognize in our own lives. If you're doing something in the natural, I assure you that God has a supernatural plan for that natural thing. Number 12, episode 338, God's Power, Presence, and Love with Kenan Clark. Let's talk about the backstory. Where, where did Kenan come from? Is mama a praying mama? I want to know all the deets. Uh, that, that is a great question. And, and to be honest with you, yes. Um, I think you, you kind of got there before I could get there, but <laughs> it, it, in all honesty and all transparency, I'm going to just get jumped to the, to the end of the story. I had great parents. Um, I had a mom and a dad and still have great parents. Obviously they've not passed on or anything like that, or, you know, disowned me. Um, but I still have incredible parents who loved me. My mom and dad are pastors. Uh, I actually serve underneath them here at our church at Celebration Church in San Angelo, Texas. And they gave me a front row seat, not what it looked like to be perfect, but what it looked like to give your best in an authentic effort to truly love people 
and to truly love Jesus. And one of the things I will say, and, and this is one of the things I am thinking about, I'm, I'm right now, we are literally about a week away, possibly, from our baby being born. So obviously, I am, so I am thinking through, we can talk about that some, but I know, I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. But obviously, I'm beginning to think, what does it mean to truly father somebody? How do I do it? For sure. Like my parents did it. You know, I, it, it can seem so normal to me, but I know there was so much intentionality that went into it. And I, I just think ultimately my parents never put their reputation on me. They never put mm -hmm. the weight of their reputation on me. Mm -hmm. And I'll just go ahead and preach before I preach. But <laughs> I think go. the reason that my parents did that is because that's what God does. God never puts the weight so of his good. reputation on his children. Mm -hmm. And so many of us, like so many people have literally, I know them personally, they don't want to go full in with God. They don't want to go full in on Jesus because they're like, God, I, I, I can't bring the right amount of glory that your name deserves. And I'm like, I forgot you were, you were the one who was supposed to give him his glory. Last I checked, he gets his glory from just being himself. So and, good. And God never puts the weight of his reputation on his children. And that is what has freed me up, not as just a, a child you know, of my parents, but honestly, as a child of God, and really to step into the pastoral and preaching gift that is on my life is I'm not up here with God's reputation on my shoulders. You know, it's that old, you know, the, my, one of our favorite songs, Gyra, uh, Elevation. Ooh, that's a good one. It's such Come a good on. One. I wasn't holding you up, so I can't yeah. let you down. There's nothing I can do to let you down. You are sustained all by yourself. And it's, it's, it's a thrill. It's an honor. It's a privilege to get to just play a part in this whole thing. And if I screw up, I screw up. But grace is there to pick me up. Yes. And uh, that's, that's the story of my life is a, is a life marked by grace. And finally, number 11. Episode 338, Focus on God's Word, Not Works. We get in our head. We think we deserve territory, but we're not first willing to pay for it. Pay the price, the man-made price. And I'll talk to you why the man-made price connected to God's desire for you matters. And we aren't willing to wait. Man, Waiting on God, waiting on God, the importance of waiting on God and knowing his timing, but waiting is action. And Abraham proves that as his wife just passed and he wants to bury her on the property that God has promised him because he knows in his heart of hearts, because he's made a covenant with the Lord, he's not leaving the station God has him on. Are you that sold out that when something in the natural happens, even as much as a death, that you are not going to stop. You are not off mission because something in the natural happens. In fact, God's calling you higher into a place of sound judgment, into a place of wisdom to see if, not by testing, but by faith, you decide to act. So Abraham wants to bury his wife here and he says, wherever you have the best plot of land, I wanna purchase it from you. He wants to purchase this property and the, the prince, or I'm sorry, the um, kind of leader of the place, he says, of the Hittites specifically, listen, my Lord, ah, oh, see, no Instagram, no, <laughs> I'm having crazy malfunctions today, but you guys got to hear this. He says, you are honored prince among us. This is what the Hittites leader says. You're an honored prince among us. You can have whatever you want. The finest of tombs, it's yours. 
And Abraham bowed low before the Hittites. Humility is connected to wisdom. Humility is connected to wisdom. If you know why you're acting out of obedience and what is required of you in that space, humility is required. So he bows low, even though they just called him a prince. And he goes on to say um, that be so kind to ask Ephron to let me buy his cave, all the names, down at the end of the field. And I will pay full price in the presence of witnesses. Oh my goodness. How many of you guys are trying to get a deal? How many of you guys are like, can you give it to me for cheaper? Mm. And they're your friends. They're people who you value and you see as worthy, but you're trying to stroke a deal in quiet rather than saying, I will pay full price for what God has taught you, trained you, gifted you in, allowed you to do with your life. Because I am certain by what God said in the next step of my life, in my obedience, I respond. And I know that the riches of heaven are connected to that, inclusive of the fruitfulness that will come here on earth. Be sure you catch Thursday's episode for the final 10 of the top 23 of 2023 for the Fit and Faith podcast. Thanks for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you over there. Check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.